Hi, everybody, and welcome to CBQ Coast to Coast. I'm Evil Brett. And I'm Jeff. Hey, everybody! It's Comic Book Homos! I'm Ronaldo. <laughs> and I'm David. Oh, guten Tag and welcome to Comic Book Schlongs! Ich bin Klaus! Ich bin Tita! Welcome to Movie Muscleman! I'm Amy Poehler! And I'm Jennifer Tilly! Hi everybody and welcome to Comic Book Queer's Legacy! I am your host, Brett! And I am Evil Jeff. I think I am. Am I? Yeah, no, we are. We are the true, we are the 616 Brett and Evil Jeff. Um, Sorry about that. There is a multiversal war going on and other realities are leaking into our own. Yeah. And I just want to stop you and not to be a nerd, but the 616 is the comic book universe. I think the real world is different. We're not the 616. Yeah, like our Earth has a different, like the Earth that Gwenpool is from. Exactly. That's our, that's our Earth. It's got a number, yeah. And it's a sad, sad world <laughs> with no magic. Boring. So boring. It's a boring world. Hey, That's I've, why, yes, I go. have a question for you. When you were growing up, at what point did you um, want to have like magic powers? Is that something that you grew up like wanting or craving that ever come to your head? Could we like superpowers or are you talking... Like, when did I want to start warping reality? Or, like, when did I think I could wall crawl like Spider-Man? My thing is, I'd say from the age of five onward, I, like, prayed every night, like, please give me some sort of magic power. And I didn't care what it was. I just wanted anything. Is it to fly? Oh, anything. Stop time? Anything. I just want to have magic powers. I want to be Yeah, I mean, always. Always, yeah. always, yeah. always, always. My whole life. And what was your main power that you wanted? I really wanted... Spider-Man was such an influence when I was a kid. You wanted to walk Everything on was Spider-Man, Spider-Man. I wanted, I just wanted Spider-Man powers. Okay, that's... Like, all of them. I wanted, um, I wanted, I wanted to be Phoenix. From oh, early. yeah. I just wanted to telekinesis and telepathy. I basically, like, I just want to be able to, like, shoot up to the sky and hold, like, a glorious pose up in the sky while, like... Wind and energy is flying about, and it just looks fabulous. And everyone's pointing at me like in awe and horror, but also because I'm so beautiful. So, like, Storm, Phoenix, like anything I could hold that pose up there, I want. Yeah. Did you have a superhero name thought out? Um, no. No. Did did you? Yeah. I would play it with myself. Like I would just play by myself and play all the bad guys and whatever. And mine, because I was psychic, it, it was because of mind connection. My name was Manette. Like connect. <laughs> that is so lame. Manette. 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 And I thought of it looking at looking at our connect four the connect four box. Manette. Mind connection. <gasps> I am losing my mind. <laughs> Manect. Oh, God. I'd say, come on, for an eight-year-old or nine-year-old, that's pretty clever. Oh, that's great. I mean, it's up there with Menticle. Menticle. <laughs> my fave, my B. 
Um, I have a friend, a friend who I bring up on this show quite a bit. My friend Steve. I hope he's listening because I'm about to just give his shit away to all three of our listeners. He told me that he would pretend he had like like the powers like Beast. Um, like he could was super agile and can like do flips and jump from just thing to thing around the house. Yeah, but he also like would pretend he had like a mechanical tail. <laughs> <laughs> and his superhero name for this character that he envisioned himself as was Gibbon X, like, <laughs> <laughs> like Gibbon the monkey. Gibbon X. <laughs> and I brought it up years later to him, and he was like, I can't believe you remember that. I like I mentioned it once and I was like, it was so weird and it's so like adorable. I've never forgotten it. <laughs> Gibbon X. Gibbon X. Ugh. Well, we have a lot to talk about. We do. And uh we're gonna mix it up a little bit. Because I want to talk about a news event, but it relates to a TV show that we're watching. So I think we should start off with a certain TV show that just came to a conclusion. My God, what could it be? Hit it! Is it any wonder I've got too much time on my hands taking away with my sanity? That's right. The time stream is going crazy, my friends. And a little show called Loki, Loki, Loki. I think it's pronounced Loki. And Loki. let me tell you something. Nothing little about this show. Quite the opposite. Yes. A massive show. It's we, ma- super massive. We have two episodes to cover. We did oh my not God. cover the last two. And uh, how are you feeling about Loki? I I just want to say, like, I never say this, but, like, saints be praised. Like, I am, I'm just so impressed and excited for how they're introducing what Phase 4 is going to be about. Yes. But grounded in this very emotional story of two individuals who are kind of at war with themselves, but are also selves like they're two versions of the same person and they're at war with one another but they're both at war with themselves but being at war with one another is being at war with yourself because they're both loki's of course i mean our traditional 616 loki and sylvie although i think the mcu has its own number also yeah just like our earth yeah um i am liking it but i'm having some qualms with it Oh, God, is this going to be about logistics? Because I will scream. No, it's actually the logistics. (laughs) I think they're so, they're so like trying to get the logistics right that I just feel there's way too much explainy plot talking and not enough. In the final episode. Especially the final episode. But I feel in general, I feel like they're either doing character development or explaining the plot. And I kind of was like, you can do both at the same time. I feel like the characters are either like, how do I feel about you? Or here's what's happening. And here's the thing that's just happening where I feel like it's a little, I feel it could be woven together a little bit better. I still like it. I still love it. I'm not saying that makes it bad or anything, but I do feel there's some points where they're just like sitting there. Like everyone's just talking the plot to each other or explaining how everything works where I feel like it could be a little bit less like, you know, spoon feeding it to you. 
you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And that's, I think that's a fair point. I think the point I was trying to make is that the, the moments that move the plot along are ultimately always character moments. Exactly. Just like in the Marvel universe, in the Marvel cinematic universe, every action moment is typically a character moment. So, but yeah, I completely agree with where what you're saying. Where it's kind of that weird, that fourth episode, they like put all of the character moments like in one episode where it's like, maybe right. expanded and now, everywhere else. Because yeah, it's right. when they are talking about Loki and Sylvie, that's when it shines. Um, but uh, But where it's leading to and what it's setting up, amazing. Because here's some news. Amazing. I want to bring up some news. They have oh, just the news. announced that Tom Hiddleston is showing up in uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse oh, of Madness. Get out. Yes. So, I mean, honestly, it looks like it's also who is the bad, who have they tapped to be the bad guy in Ant-Man and what is it, the Qu- Quantumania? What is it called? Quantumania. Who's the bad guy that they already tapped for that? Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror, um, someone that just showed up in the finale. So literally... Well, kind of, sort of. Well, kind of, sort of. But they don't ever say his name. But when they say when they say the actor is playing Kang in Ant-Man, and then that actor shows up, like, you know that's who it fucking is going to be. I mean, not oh, that version Oh, for of it. sure. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, oh, all pretty much the next... And then Spider-Verse is all about multiverse stuff so it literally is oh the whole phase four is about the multiverse and it's which all is so exciting yes it's all the multiversal war um and let's back up and like start you know kind of at episode five but one thing i do want to say about spider-man is now toby and andrew are so definitely going to be in it after the the goings on and loki yeah i mean every I just feel like every single Marvel thing we've ever seen from like Spider-Man and his amazing friends to the Fantastic Four cartoon of the 60s to Ben Affleck, Daredevil, like Wesley Snipes, Blade. Like, I feel like they were all created in that moment, in the final moments of Loki. Yes. <laughs> which is so much fun. Um, yeah, because that one we open up and we get to see all these different versions of the Lokis. Which I love. So episode five, when Loki wakes up in the void, he meets our Tin Man, Lion, and and, um, Scarecrow in the form of boastful Loki, kid Loki, and classic Loki. And Gator Loki. And Gator, I'm sorry, Toto. Toto. Gator Loki. (laughs) Um, My favorite thing about Gator Loki is every time the other Lokis laughed at something our Loki did or said, they always cut to Gator Loki, you know, like just to make sure he's included. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and he's gator. but he's a Gator. So he's just standing there, but so wonderful to make sure that he is a Loki also does not get lost. And they have a wonderful adventure in the land of the void, the end of time where they are bobbing and weaving, trying to survive the and, monster. And I think it is interesting of where you realize that, I mean, it was kind of said before, but but Loki, because he is the god of mischief, he was born to disrupt the time stream. He's basically the main time stream interrupter. Yeah. The fucker with her. Yeah. 
Um, and so watching him battle all these, and I love how some of them are look like him, some of them don't look like him. They're all betraying each other. Love, love, love the moment where they go back to Kid Loki's hideout and President Loki from Vote Loki shows up and he's kind of like the leader of this like ragtag reaver kind of crew of other Lokis. They all betray one another and it basically then turns into the Batman 1960 show. Yeah. (laughs) Like the the fights. Bam, pow. (laughs) Pow. And while that happens, our core Lokis, classic Gator, Kid, and Regs, they escape. They hightail it out of there and decide that they need to take on Eliath, the monster, to push beyond Eliath and see what lies uh, beyond. Uh, what is Eliath protecting? And meanwhile, Sylvie decides to prune herself uh, to kind of go, because when she, I think she kind of realizes, oh, they're all lying to me. This is all fake. Um, I can't trust what's her nuts. What's the what's and, the, uh, the judge? Ravona Renslayer. I can't trust her, and I also realize when you get pruned, you aren't killed. You're just sent somewhere. So she's yeah. Like, Renslayer said so. She's like he's not dead. Yeah. So she's like, all right, let's get out of here. Prunes herself. Who picks her up? Wow. Wow. It's me, Mobius. Mobius. Wow. Let me pick you who up had been previously car. pruned. By Judge Renslayer. Um, but before she gets picked up, she gets a little touch of Eliath and realizes, oh, I think I can possess this bitch. I think I can this enchant thing. him. Yeah. So they all end up meeting up, and that's where uh, they realize that together, they, can, they have enough power together to enchant. The one thing that makes me angry is that um, old Loki, they aren't able to enchant him until 10 seconds after old Loki is killed. <laughs> I know. I, like, I was you like could have 10, done it 10 seconds earlier seconds and that he could still be alive because he was such a good character. Uh, yeah, I just, let, let's take a moment to talk about Richard E. Grant as classic Loki, like, you know, the Loki from Avengers number one, the comic book. Uh, what a tale he tells of how he, what his life wound up like, uh, this variant where he did not put the... His turning point was he did not put the knife to Thanos' throat in the beginning of Endgame. He just played dead. He escaped. He played dead. And self-exiled for years and years and years until he realized he misses Thor. And at that point where he came out of hiding, immediately scooped up by the TVA and pruned. Yeah. What a story. Later, when Richard E. Grant classic locally creates Asgard. He creates the, the, the giant illusion that is Asgard, like at full scale size. Yeah. I want, like, I just picture him on whatever desert deserted planet he self exiled to. I just pictured him doing that, you know, yeah. like he probably created Asgard so many times when he was alone. I had a little fake Thor. Had a little fake Thor. Didn't sound quite like him, but it was close enough. Shit. I would recreate Chris Hemsworth over and over over mm-hmm. if I had illusion powers. My God, the things I would create. Ugh. But they do enchant Eliath and dissipate they do. him. And there is like a kingdom. A door. A portal. And they walk through it. End of episode of the... the what episode was that? Six? Seven? That was five. Five. And then six was the finale. That's not enough episodes. Ugh. Anyway, me bitching about the how these aren't long enough. 
the sixth episode. What will it take to satisfy you? Twenty. Remember, I oh, okay. grew up. I'm a twenty episoder. That's what. A I mean, that's old episode. school, bitch. That's old school. <laughs> um, that's that is the problem. Where someone's like, you should watch The Good Wife and then The Good Fight. And I'm like, oh, that's right. And then I looked it up. Each season of The Good Wife is an hour long, 21 episodes. Like 21, yeah, I can't do episodes. it. I'm like, that's too much. Well, doesn't didn't um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. how many episodes were each Yeah, of that's what like my friend uh, who was like trying to watch all of it. He's like, I, he's like, I just can't get through it. He's like, I don't have the time. It's too many. It's too many. These kids Seasons, today, they get 10, 10 they episodes. No they think that, they're oh, like, oh, there's perfect. 10 episodes. It's a lot. They're like, oh, what am I, where am I going to find the time? Ugh. We had to turn our television with a dial yeah. and sit there for 24 goddamn hours. Yeah. Anyway, they walk into this kingdom and... Uh, who it's an they, abandoned castle. It's an abandoned castle, and who do they meet? But uh, Lovecraft Country. What's Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. I kind of was like, oh, fuck. I was like, because I knew that he's playing Kang. So as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, they're just doing it. What the fuck? Yeah. They're I was like, oh my God, they're doing just doing it. it. Like, here it is. Here's our hand. We're just showing the cards right now. But technically, he's not Kang. Technically, he's he who remains. He's he who remains. Kang is clearly going to be... Kang's a variant. A variant. Of he who remains. But what a backstory on this guy. Yeah. He's a human. And that would be like my complaint of like, here, now we're just going to do an animated claymation sequence. As I... Like, I was just sitting there. I'm like, every time it would like cut to all the goings on with Mobius... And back at the TVA, and then it would cut back to them, and they're all just sitting there. And he's like still explaining things. And I'm like, I guess we need to know all of this, but all right, is he still explaining? <laughs> Two things. One, the Marvel Cinematic Universe loves them a villain origin story monologue supported by claymation visualization. Right? I'm looking at you, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah, right. <laughs> And then second, I was riveted the whole fucking time. So, oh, I'm fascinated, but at the same time, uh, well, I was Joe was just like, "Are they still explaining this?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah." Yes, there's a lot to explain. But I, but it's like, yeah, it's the whole premise of Phase Four. So you got to get it out there. Yeah. I mean, these writers. I mean, Kevin Feige came down being like, "You need to put all of this in the script," and they're like, "Fuck." (laughs) <laughs> they're like well we need to devote a whole episode to it then and he's like well then fucking do it and he, he threw his cigar on the ground and spit in their faces <laughs> and said I'm the only showrunner but it turns out Kang who what's Kang's original name oh my god is he Nathaniel Richards in the comics I can't remember I can't remember what his name is but he comes from what the thirty four hundreds around there, thirty first century. 31st so that's century. the year three thousand something. Yeah, three thousand. Yeah. Uh, and he discovers that there is a whole bunch of of there's a multiverse. And he, he discovers a multiverse, them, but then he realizes like, oh, 
I'm evil in a lot of these, and my evil versions want to take over all of the multiverse. And so he basically puts a stranglehold on it and makes it so that there's only one. Yeah, he sh- he basically shuts out all the other timelines, and then anytime new ones sprout up, he would branch them. That's why he created the TVA. Yeah. And the interesting thing, the one thing I did like is the camera zooms in and he's like, and now. Oh, the threshold moment. I passed the threshold. I have no idea what's going This is the first time I don't know what's going to happen. Crazy. It's crazy. But just the way that they managed to make Kang, because I knew Jonathan Majors was playing Kang. I expected him to show up at the end because Ravona Renslayer is a Kang character. Eliath is a Kang character in the comics. So I'm like, this is Kang. I I thought what was going to happen was Miss Minutes, which, by the way, thank you for the Miss Minutes jump scare (laughs) and villain monologue. I thought it was going to all end with Miss Minutes and she was going to allude to Kang. Yeah. Or you would just see Kang. Him. Or you would just like see... Yeah, in like the Thanos smile yeah. moment from yeah. the end of the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. Right. But they full-on introduced him and the concept of him. And I have to say, I was worried. I'm like, how are they going to out Thanos Thanos? Like, Thanos was the best villain ever. He was super scary. He was super powerful. Like... What are they going to do to make me ch- like shake in my boots even more now? Oh, they did it. They did it. He's like, there's a there's an infinite number of me, and they're all murderous. Shit. I was like, fuck. Oh shit. And it made me. It's actually just watching it made me realize that. Um, because I'm not that familiar with Kang. The most I know about Kang is more with Young Avengers, like that version of Kang. Like, yeah. I didn't read a lot of Kang stories in the in the old Avengers stuff. But sure. I forgot in Invincible, which I did read all of, there is a there's a Kang character. There's a guy who comes, who can access the different versions of himself okay. um, from the multiverse. And then he realizes that, oh, they're all evil. Yeah. Oh. And so they all start conspiring together to take over like all the worlds. And I just realized that now of like, oh, that was just um oh, he was just ripping that off. <laughs> um Well, they rip everything. Everything's an homage to well, Yeah, every, an homage. Yeah. An homage. Um but yeah, I uh yeah, I I it's kind of like, oh, he's crazy powerful and this is something that has the legs. Like, you can't beat this character in one show or one movie. No. In fact, I'm a little... I gotta say, I'm jealous of Jonathan Majors. Because I feel like he's going to spring up in things other than Ant-Man. And he's going to be different every time. Yeah, he gets to play different versions of himself. How fun! Yeah, How fun is he going to have? He's going to have so much fun. His hammy, scenery-chewing performance, this, like, Shakespearean nonsense he did at the end of this Loki, I loved it, but I also love that we're never going to see it again. Yeah. And poor Sylvie. Well, the thing is, we don't even get to see... um, 
we don't get to see Sylvie realizing that she did something wrong. Because Sylvie's like, I don't believe you, and I'm going to kill you. And Loki's like, actually, I think I kind of believe him, and I think we can't kill him. And so they fight, 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 fight. Of course, you know it's all going to lead to them fighting. But then he basically confesses to her, and they kiss. And then she betrays him, throws him through the portal back to the TVA, and murders him. She wanted revenge. She wanted her revenge. And she creates, and then the multiverse goes wild. And all of those other timelines come pop right back into existence. And so Loki is just kind of uh, sitting there like, what the fuck just happened? And I read in an interview that they stopped for quarantine, like during quarantine. And then when they restarted shooting up, him sitting there after being pushed, that was the first scene he had to shoot. Oh, wow. And he was talking Ooh, about how difficult like it was. Emotional it's like, depth. Literally, he already shot the other scene. And so he had to come back and like remember from a year ago. And, like, yeah. Sit in that. What that felt like. <laughs> oh, Tom. But he shows up and there's uh, Mobius and what's her nuts? What number is she again? Oh, C, um, B-15? B-15. C-20? B-52. Bingo. Um, where they're just like, well, I guess there's no going back. And then Loki's like, here's what's going on. This is what's happening. They're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Who are you? Who are you? What's like, your name? Oh, fuck. And that's the moment where I became terrified of Kang. Yeah. Like, who knows what the fuck he did there? But he just changed reality. Snap. <laughs> and like, not like literal snap like Thanos did. Like... Well, here's the one thing that I want to know, though. He controls this shit. But but is there only one TVA, or is that a variant? Is there now a bunch of different TVAs? Is that just a variant? Is he just in a different multiverse of it? I'm not sure. You'd think there'd be only one, but now that all these multiverses were created... Right. Right. Because did he just change the reality of that one thing, or is this just a variant? And now there's don't a, and know. now there's like hundreds of thousands of TVAs. Either is possible, which is the scary part. Yeah. How's Doctor Strange gonna pull it all together? Do you I think don't know, uh, but, here's, okay, so here's another thing I want to bring up with Doctor Strange yeah. is kind of taking this over the multiverse of madness. Do you think it's a coincidence that he's being killed off in the comics? Um, is he being killed off in the comics? Yes. The new oh. thing coming up is the death of Doctor Strange. Oh. Do you think that is leading up to, could Doctor Strange be sacrificing himself and dying in or, the second Doctor Strange movie? Or, like, I think it's more when the movie comes out is when the comics will bring him back, which is a great way of putting a spotlight on Doctor Strange. He's back from the dead. Pay attention That's to him. too. Right. You know, marketing. It's marketing. Ugh. It's all marketing. A crummy commercial. Son of a bitch. I can't wait, though. The, the statue they show at the end is a new statue. So that, that statue was not there before. It was always like the three timekeepers. It was always the timekeepers. But now it's he who remains. It's Jonathan Majors. But he is wearing the traditional Kang the Conqueror outfit. Yeah, and my my opinion is like that one there. That's the bad guy we're gonna see from now. That's Kang the Conqueror, and she's a coming around the mountain. 
She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. But yeah. I'm so excited for this creation of the multiverse. And they say Loki will be back for season two. Amazing. And now we've get we're getting what if in August, which is going to be the exploration of the multiverse that was just created in Loki. Yep. I, I did not anticipate what if to be such we a just thought key it was gonna part be of an, the narrative. I just thought it was gonna be some offshoot. No. It no, it's is, part of everything. It's part of it. Brilliant. It's like the two guys in David S. Pumpkins. It's so like, part brilliant. of it. And that's like when I talk to some people where they're like, uh, I don't like Disney and Marvel. And it's all just like so like, you know, just for the masses. I'm like, but it's so smart. It's the most well-crafted storytelling. It's so smart, guys. You just have to trust me. And let's talk about the seeds that were planted. Doctor Strange 1, where Tilda Swinton says... We draw our magic from the other dimensions of the multiverse. Like, boom, right there. They already set up phase four. Yeah. It's incredible. Tilda Swinton. God damn. Did you hear Tilda Tilda Swinton (gasps) called Margaret Cho to ask her why people were upset that she uh, took on her role? Yeah. That's she called Margaret Cho. Yeah, and then Margaret Cho was like, Why are you calling me? She's like, I've never spoken to you before in my life. Yeah, she's Tilda's just... like, You're the only Asian I know. <laughs> Ugh. You're like, gross. oh, poor white people. Kevin Feige said the only mistake he made in the MCU was her casting. But it took him a long time to get to that. Yeah. And I think that's what it was where I think it was like I think they were just like, oh, we can't do Tibetan because China, of China. Because of China. So let's give it to, we'll make it a woman. There yeah. There we go. We'll make but, it a woman. Sure. And I would tell you this. I think if they made it a woman of color, like if they made wouldn't it like a black bad. woman. I mean, it still would Or if they made it an Indian woman, it probably wouldn't have got. I think the fact that they made it a white woman, that's yeah. where it became a more of a problem yeah it was but i do think that is the the other the one issue i do have is how um marvel and disney are letting china dictate how there cannot be gay people like they can let loki be bisexual but he sure. could have never said that in the movie and that pisses me off that they are so concerned with having these things show in china that they cannot mention gay people like did you know Girl. they had to completely rewrite the jungle cruise no, why? Because the uh, the um, Emily Blunt's brother, who's like it's it's basically um, Emily Blunt, um, The Rock, and then um, this comedian, this British comedian who was straight, of course, plays the gay brother, and they had to rewrite it and take all of the things where he talks about being gay, because otherwise China wouldn't show it, and they needed to be shown in China. So they're basically, it's like gay erasure. And so I love Marvel and I love Disney, but then they're doing this fucked up shit. Like, you know how they had to take the lesbian hug out in the Star Wars movies when it was playing. Yeah. And they took um, Valkyrie, Valkyrie's embrace with um, Brunhilde out of Ragnarok. What the fuck? And like, no, listen, we're getting, but we're getting um, Eternals. We're getting Faustus, uh, Faustus, um, Brian Tyree Henry's character. Are we? (laughs) <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll, we'll see. see how it unfolds yeah we'll be like here's his business partner 
<laughs> like, uh, oh fuck! And this is my roommate. I know. And then it's like, wait, didn't they have a kid? And here's my adopt our adopt. This is our dog. intern. Ah, <laughs> uh, it is so hard being gay, and that really is what this show is about. It is, and I would just say, I, I, I kind of don't get the fact that it is so weird because I've talked to people where it's. A lot. Most people in China are not homophobic. It's just the government, which oh, I find just so like this country strange. Like most people who identify as Republicans, like they're all for Biden's like American Rescue Plan and all that. It's just the fucks in Congress are not. Yeah, it's just because so it's you know whatever money paid for the insurrection, whatever money is paying for Gavin, your your governor's recall. Those people are the ones who don't like gay, who don't like black. Yeah. It's like a handful of fucking rich people. But um, I will say I did, I went out with a guy from China and talking to him, he was like, yeah, I can never go back. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I'm like, I actually, if I go back, I'll be put in jail. And I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, oh yeah, before I like escaped to, America, I was in a prison for five years because I wrote a blog being gay and then complaining about the government's um, yeah. treatment of, of gay people. And I was arrested for, for treason and put in jail for five years. And I'm like, oh my God. If I may create a full circle moment, this is why I wanted superpowers as a kid. Yeah. So if they try to lock me up for being gay, I can just fly up in the sky, hold a glorious pose, scare the shit out of them with some wind and Yeah, leave me the fuck alone, bitches. We're here, we're queer, and I got lightning powers and I'll fucking kill you. (laughs) We're here, (laughs) we're queer, and I got lightning powers. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of Um, lightning powers... Um, yes. That reminds me of Storm. And Storm reminds oh. me of the X-Men. I love Storm. And I think maybe we should talk about some X-Men. Hit it. I want your X. Oh, 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 oh. Come on. We've got uh, three books to discuss. Three, three books. books. From the X-Men line of Marvel comic books. We've got an Excalibur. Uh-huh. We have got an X Corp and we have got yep. a way of X. Now, should we do worst to best? Yeah. So, so we'll do worst to best, so let's start with X Corp. Uh, um I was I am confusion. Um when did they have when I'm trying to think back at the Matrox um miniseries right before House of X. And in the future, yes. he did have a kid with Layla Miller. But yeah, that why was do they the have a kid future. now? Why do they have a kid now? Oh, they're Thank together you. right now? And then she... What? <laughs> I was I was like, am I missing something? I was like, Jeff will totally be like, no, don't you remember? Blah, blah, blah. I do not remember Jamie Madrox and Layla Miller having a kid. It, did this happen? When did this happen? But it's a baby, so it probably happened... Like, in between everything. it's like, So this is the reveal? Yeah, the baby's only, like, it looks like nine. A kid starts walking at around, like, 10, 11 months. So it's, so, and that's around how long Krakoa's been around. So they apparently got together when they, when Krakoa was formed. 
I'm still against the Layla Miller, Jamie Majorex relationship. Are you still creeped out that she... Yeah, it's like that SNL sketch, Meet Your Second Wife. Yeah. Well, um... It's creepy. She was a fucking little girl. But she grew up. And then he I met know, the grew, grown up version of her. It does make you like feel like, that. did you were you wanting to fuck her as the little girl? I do feel Peter David created this amazing character. And then he just kind of fucked it up and dropped the ball with it. Really dropped the ball. Because I wish but, her powers were I know stuff. That yeah. her, and now it's, oh, I can resurrect people. But also, if her power is resurrection... Why is she not part of the resurrection team? Like she should be like she should be on X Factor. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and isn't she the most useless mutant on Krakoa now? Well, she can resurrect people but without their soul. Without but a I'm soul. just like, but how how is that possible when Xavier just puts his memories back into them and they do have the soul? I'm fascinated by all this and I would love to like revisit Layla Miller and like kind of fix it all. But at the same time, because of what you said of the weirdness of the relationship and everything, I think Layla Miller just needs to kind of, you know, go with Stacey X. We just, and, yeah. We just need to forget about her. Forget I'll, about d- her. Don't, don't disparage Stacey X. Stacey X is a wonderful character well, now, now. Now, because of way of X, but here I'm just going to tell but, you, yeah. but introducing her as this whole plot point of like, Oh, Madrox is a family man. I'm like, what? Yeah. And the reason Madrox fucked the whole X Corp public launch up is because of his familial duties. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. It also Make just choices. Well, it's also like, but Madrox, they're all kind of like, and he's always been a scientist, and he's always scientist, scientist. I'm like, well, has that's he? true. Well, I mean, he has, but it's like that's such. But like, has he? But that was such. He then spent all this time as like a private detective, and I feel. But like I you did can't see just, the tie. I can, but it's like I feel they're ignoring all of X Factor, Madrox. Don't you think? Yeah, like I would have loved if there was a panel. Like, instead of the game show panel of him winning Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, like, have him in his office from X Factor and be like, and he was always inquisitive. He was always curious. And one time he was a detective. Yeah. I I feel like it's just like a lot of missed opportunities. And second of all, I, um, the artwork, no. No, sometimes I didn't mind it. It reminded me of John Paul Leon, who we just lost, actually. The guy that did the original yeah, Earth X. Yeah, but I felt like it was like, I felt like he was drawing everything with a Sharpie when he should have been using a pen. Yeah, yeah. It was just the detailing was lost. Like the nuance was lost. I don't mind the style of it, but I just felt like the faces weren't making, I didn't feel emotion in the faces. It just felt like a little haphazard and quick. Like, oh shit, I forgot I had to do this. Let me do this in like two days. Yeah. And, you know, like another thing, overall, I'm just, I find a an X-Men book set in the corporate world, while that sounded good in concept, it's I'm bored. I'm uh, bored well, it's also because they're not, and here's the thing is, they're just talking about business. And the only moment they tried to bring in relation like that's the thing is like i want to see 
like does monet have any issues with trying to hold back her the inner penance inside of her i don't really know they don't really talk about it is there some kind of sexual right. tension between her and where they're wearing to i don't know they don't really talk about it the only time they tried to go into it was like oh here's layla miller and your new kid that we didn't know yeah, about. And so I was so just like, plotty. yeah, I just was, yeah, I also, and then this woman is like, oh, yes, I like Fenris, the Nazis. And I, I'm like, who, but who are you? Why? Why are you okay with the Nazis? Are you a Nazi? Like, what is your deal? Like, I, I feel like everything is just, I don't know. And, I, yeah, I just don't like, care. And then she injects, so this this evil businesswoman injects Monet with something that's supposed to take your powers away. But then she blasts through the ceiling. But then you go back in the room and Monet had blasted a hole. Yeah, that, and the woman that was didn't like make unfazed. any sense either. Yeah, I'm just confused. I don't get and it. And listen. <sighs> Never mind. <laughs> a lot of people have the same problem with Excalibur. And it's like, it's choppy. The connections aren't there. Like, what's happening? And That's here's, all I'll say. I'll say this. The reason, though, people don't like Excalibur, and maybe, but, but I think it's because they did not read all of the old Captain Britain books. Yes, And for correct. me, and I'm going to get, when we get into this, about how much I fucking love that, that issue, I read all of those books. Fucking Alan Moore. Oh, I mean, it's like, it's so it's, they, they're honoring all yes. of that shit. It's so fucking good. Okay, well, that's enough about X-Corp. Let's move on to... Uh, what do you want to talk about? Way of X, Excalibur. What did you feel was better um, first? Well, I feel like you just hyped up Excalibur, so let's save it to the end. Okay. And let's talk about Way of X, which I also enjoyed. I really like Way of X. I like where it's going. Um, yeah. I was a little confused. Um, there's a part where it's like, wait, did he just murder Xavier? <laughs> like, wait, what the fuck just happened? And they didn't really right. address it. <laughs> and then it was did like, they just murder Xavier? And then it just cuts back to Nightcrawler, and I'm like, wait a minute. Wait. Hold up. And Legion's like, better tell the five they're going to be working overtime. But yeah, because we like, literally just killed Blob, Dazzler, Xavier, Doctor Nemesis, um, Pixie. <laughs> like what the? Oh my god. Oh, make sure is Jean Grey okay? Because guess what? We <laughs> oh, we killed the five. Like, <laughs> I know, like, like what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Like uh, that was just for me. It was just so crazy. But it looks like what happened was. I love the idea of, it feels like this is a Legion that's in the most control that he's ever been. Yeah. And the thing that I didn't realize, I thought Xavier put Zorn and Zorn on his tail. No. Legion Legion is like, no, they're on my tail. And when I go crazy, they're just going to kill me and you'll re-resurrect me. Like, that's what we're going to do. They're like our insurance policy. And I'm like, fuck, this is the most control he's ever been. I love it. I love an in control legion, and also an in control legion that's like, Dad, you're. I, I love. He's just like, do you hate me? And he's like, No, I love you, and that's the problem because you're fucked up. But I love you. Yeah, I mean, like, not only is Legion in control, like personality and powers wise, but like he's also like, there's well being going on. Like, there's kind of emotional maturity. Yeah. Very. He's got a high EQ. This legion. And I think it's like, I do, I'm, I'm kind of like, though, he is still dilly-dallying where he's like, I can't, he's like, you're the worst person to take on Onslaught, but he won't say Onslaught. I'm like, maybe you should say Onslaught. So, like, does Xavier? Well, Xavier knows. Oh, Xavier knows was like, fuck onslaught. you, I'm reading your mind. 
and then like that uh, the onslaught moment happened like maybe xavier became onslaught that's and, like, what it's, I don't it know. seemed like they kind of started to merge i think when he went to redefine yeah. they like tapped into each other and then it was like oh, and that's why no, no, legion's no. like i'm not i'm not saying the word yeah because he's like oh i need to keep this away from my dad because then it's they're just gonna fucking take over and yeah. he just murdered all of them great what was and then uh what was happening at the very end when he was making a key on a, a gate on Mars but it was like was he making a gate into his mind or something what I think was he's he doing I think he's literally making a church Oh he's just making a church oh okay Yeah yeah like a temple like if this book is about faith and religion it's like and now we're going to build a church on Mars Which is great And then uh we go to Fabian Cortez and Nightcrawler. This Fabian now, Cortez that was fun. Just fucking with Gor- the new Gorgon, all fucked up, re- re- rebirthed Gorgon. So here's me learning that Gorgon has telepathy because Fabian Cortez was augmenting it so that this new kind of like childlike Gorgon um, was panicking from hearing all of New York City. Yeah, I thought he just turned head. people to stone. Me too. Who knew? He's also very good with the sword. And so he's going crazy. Yeah. And then he's taking his blindfold off. And Cortez is like basically creating a dilemma for Nightcrawler. He's like, Gorgon's going crazy. He's taking his blindfold off. You can either kill me. You could kill Gorgon. Or you could kill yourself and like take the gaze. Take all the gays. <laughs> and so Kurt thinks of it a, a, a better way. He turns the crowd's negativity into joy by really going in hard on some classic slapstick comedy, some, some classic buffoonery. physical comedy, some yeah. pratfalls. Yeah. Um, some real self-deprecating physical comedy. And he makes the crowd laugh, which then eases Gorgon's mind. And Gorgon is able to put his blindfold back on. And then Kurt just knocks out Cortez and takes him back home. True hero stuff, Mr. Wagner. Or Kurt could have just teleported Gorgon away to a gate. Right. Like, <laughs> also, he could teleport. <laughs> but sure. And I do find this interesting where it does like this weird setup of, and I, I don't, this book isn't going to last very long, it seems like. But this idea of like having Fabian Cortez, Dazzler, Doctor Nemesis, possibly Gorgon, Pixie, like Legion, like that as a team is so weird. I'm like, it's I kind so of weird. Like that. I yeah, know it's so random. This. So random. Plus, we get to see Dazzler on a little date with Doctor Nemesis. A little yeah. having having a little drinky together, just sharing a frozen Paloma. Yeah. It's a good uh, book. Oh, and Dust. Dust, super Dust powerful. Dust making an appearance. Super powerful. Super powerful. I do like Somebody's like, that, we need to change her name. But I also, they're talking about the idea of like, yeah, they terraformed it, but oh, now there's these crazy dust storms and there's all the, yeah. like there's all, oh. They kind of fucked it up. Well, but it's also like, there's, you can all, like, it's the butterfly effect. You can't, yeah. you can't, yes. there's no way you can monitor every single thing that's going to happen when you terraform a fucking planet. And I love that non-Omega mutants like Dust are chipping in to continue to make this a home. Yeah. 
Ah. Yeah, it's a really good book. I'm excited for it. I I bet it'll end in an issue or two and then give way to um, the Onslaught Revelations, I believe that's called. Yeah. Just like X-Factor is giving way to the Trial of Magneto. But let's talk about what I was digging, which is Excalibur. A solid issue. Now, for me, I am still telling you, the Captain Britain series by, it was Alan Moore and then Chris Claremont, one of the best comic series ever. It introduced my favorite character, which is Psylocke. And uh, when Psylocke was reintroduced with her purple hair and powers, she had a boyfriend. A boyfriend that was also psychic. And a boyfriend that was murdered. This is in like 1979. Oh, get out. Yes. Was he a member of Strike? Yes. And then there he was with his balding head coming out of an egg oh, in this last issue. Oh, my God. So they resurrected her ex boyfriend. Her ex boyfriend. Her psychic ex boyfriend. Holy fuck. Like she like went crazy because she they were psychically connected. And when he gets murdered, she like feels it and Captain Britain's there and she like falls over. And, and then all of those other people were characters on the Strike team and all were murdered in different issues wow that was from like 1979 i was like reading this going they just brought back characters from fucking 40 years ago that i never thought you would ever see again because they weren't even classified as mutants anyway let's start at the beginning so we open on uh blight spoke in otherworld yes and Beast is taking samples. And uh, comes, what's that woman's name? The kind of the cop? Yeah, Sheriff Gia Whitechapel, something like that. Uh, and she shows up like, Love her. what y'all doing? You can't take anything. And they're like, no, she's we're just, like, hey, y'all. We're, we're just scanning things. We're not taking it. It's all fine. And she's like, well, be careful because I don't give a shit about y'all. But a lot of people here in the other world fucking hate your guts. Yeah. So watch, watch your back. Watch your butts. And um, and here's where then what what happens next? Um, then uh, they resurrect Pete Wisdom, who was murdered right, last yes, issue. Yes. So we go back to so Beast. What are we taking samples for? I don't know if that was ever established. I want to say it's to figure out the other world resurrection problem. Yes, yes. Maybe? What makes what makes other worlds so different when people are there and die there? And poor Pete Wisdom comes back, and he can't. He can't go back. Like England has now officially banned mutants. Basically, he's exiled. From and he's his exiled from that his, he loves. He's so patriotic to Britain, and he's just like, "What the fuck am I going to do? I'm stuck in Krakoa, which I hate." And I kind of love that Pete Wisdom is like now more of an oh, I love it. part of the team, and um, and then we get my other favorite characters, especially because without these two characters. I wouldn't have one of my favorite runs in Excalibur, the original Excalibur, and one of my favorite runs in the X-Men, Australian Outback. We got like Roma and Merlin yeah. coming into the fold. And this is the first time when they kind of are at like, you know, their kind of council meetings where Saturnine is like... like Yeah, the kingdom rulers of other Are worlds. all fighting and then Merlin's fighting and, you know, and they're kind of just like mad, like, fuck this Captain Britain, fuck these mutants, fuck it all. And... um. But then it's reminded that it's like, hey, I fucking beat you. 
I fucking beat you. Like, you used to have my job, bitch. And Saturnine's like, but I have this job now. And that's the one thing right. we realized is we don't know how that all happened. We have no idea. And and Betsy's like, fucking tell me. <laughs> and she's like, I will, but first, do this thing for me. And I do like that they have this weird antagonistic, but kind of, they're kind of gaining trust with each other relationship between Saturnine and, and Betsy. Yeah. And like just a whisper of sexual tension. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of digging it. But that's yeah. the thing is there's this whisper of sexual tension between her and Saturnine. There's a more sexual tension between her and Pete Wisdom. And now they just resurrected her ex-boyfriend. Oh, and I'll also add the sexual tension between her and Rachel Summers. And Rachel Summers. Can we just have, let's have fucking Warren Worthington show up too. Let's do that. What, who the fuck is she going to fuck? <laughs> Betsy has a lot of options. That's crazy. It also is, just seems crazy to me. But that's the thing is when it cut to um, Pete Wisdom, it's also weird where it's like, how did Pete Wisdom get to cut in line with Resurrections? Uh, I know, I know. Especially with, will you please resurrect these four obscure members from Alan Moore's Captain Britain run in the late 70s? Thank you so much for allowing me to cut the line. And then you just see Rain in the background like, like, my son. (laughs) My son. (laughs) Oh, Rain. But I do love the idea that these were just psychics. And so he was like, I need you to look in the back catalog of these. Oh, nope, they were. They were mutants the whole time. So we can resurrect oh, them. Love. And I love how they open up and you're like, by the way, all right, it's the future. You were always mutants. We're like, can you imagine waking up after being like you're waking up and then suddenly, especially like your girlfriend has now lived a lifetime without you. Ugh. Crazy. I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's pretty great. So then our team breaks into Merlin's castle um gambit i i thought this was so adorable so gambit stole saturnine's tarot cards and when he charges them they all do different things depending on what the card is brilliant brilliant and i love that the card that gives them a little bit of luck has long shot on it yeah love it love it i want Gambit and these tarot cards to be a thing, please. What are they doing in Merlin's castle, by the way? Are they just freeing prisoners? I think, well, they, no, because I think she felt that Merlin was plot, like the fact that he was making threats. She's like, oh, he's already plotting. He's already plotting something. So they're there trying to figure out like, oh, what's the plan that he's clearly going to make a move. So what's the move? I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens. I, can't wait. I love the other world. Yeah. I really love other world. Yeah, me too. Me too. And this the art in this book, Marcus Toe's art, every time. It's great. Killer. It's just so good. Oh, and then Merlin wakes up fucking King Arthur at the end. Oh my god. And that's what I was trying to look has King Arthur ever been in anything before? Or is that brand new? I, I don't think I so, don't think but he I think has. the reveal here is like Oh, by the way, one of Merlin's many prisoners who are all nobodies, one of them is King Arthur, the guy in the back corner. But does that mean, is King Arthur the original owner of that sword? Of Betsy's sword? 
Does he have does he have claim to Otherworld? Yeah. Interesting. Can't wait to see it. Very. Can't wait to I can't see wait neither. I can't. I can't. It's very good. Oh. Very good. For every X Corp, there is an Excalibur. Ah. <laughs> uh, but there's no more MCU stuff for a while though, right? Yeah, not till what if? Which is, I believe, August eleventh, uh, twelfth, something like that. What are we like going to do? And then we have to wait till September for Shang Chi. Ah, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? We'll Maybe it DC out. will come out with something. Ugh. Nope. Ugh. Oh, Titans is coming out soon. Oh, yay! Barbara Gordon. Ooh, we love Barbara Gordon. It has been so long since that second season ended. I know. Yeah, it looks like um, season three is going to center around uh, Jason Todd becoming the Red Hood. Oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like they, br- they bring in Joker because they do show like Jason Todd's crowbar death. Oh, interesting. They show- Did you see the trailer? No, I didn't. I didn't. The trailer's good. It, it reveals a bunch. And um, I think... To either like figure out who the Red Hood is, um, they bring in a character that serves as like a Hannibal Lecter, like scary evil person they need advice and insight from, and it's um Scarecrow. Nice. Yeah. Well, I can't so wait that'll for that. be fun. I can't yeah, wait and that. I think they're bringing Tim Drake in as well. Oh, let's just make yeah. it all the Robins. All the Robins. How many Robins are there? Four. Countless. They're like Kang. But 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 then wait, who's the one that's the son of Batman? Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne, Tim Drake, Grayson. Dick Grayson. And Jason. Jason Todd. Todd. And then there's also um Is Stephanie Brown, is that her name? She was spoiler. Was she ever a Robin? Oh, I don't know if you're asking me. And then and then there's the the one from Dark Knight Returns, the other female Robin with the short red hair. Oh. There's so many Robins. Why are there so many Robins when it is literally the worst costume in all of creation? I mean, also like, and this is my partner, the disposable child. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll get another one. Yeah. This isn't problematic. <laughs> Oh, I think in the trailer they allude to the fact that Bruce Wayne kills the Joker for killing Jason Todd, mm. and then has to retire, has to quit. But then, but is he? Ha- how? How are they? But are they going to resurrect him if he comes back as the Red Hood? Yeah, I mean, how? I don't know. How did Jason Todd come back as the Red Hood to begin with? I don't, I don't know. know. Well, that's the thing is, did he? But I guess he did because I was like, oh, it just everything just got rebooted. But no, he came back before. But I don't think so. Yeah, I think like he wasn't dead. Ugh, Jesus Christ. It's too much. It's too much. Anyway, um, if you feel it's too much, who cares? Keep listening. Thank you for listening to us today. And thank you for tuning in for the next episode. See, I've locked you in. You have to do it. It's a contract. It's a contract. (laughs) And please tell your friends um, to take a listen. And please like... Subscribe to our Instagrams. Uh, subscribe to our podcast. You can listen to it on Spotify. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave a comment. Leave a review. Set if you is there something you want us to read? Something you want us to talk about? It. We listen to you. 
uh, tell us. Unless it's really dumb, and then we probably won't. But talk to um, us. Don't say that because there are actually. I'm realizing now we have a few Instagram messages of people have been like, "Have you read this? You should read this." And I'm oh, like, "Great, well, sounds we'll, good." We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll I, we got to check back we'll in with that. Yeah, <laughs> those were not deemed stupid. We're just behind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, yeah. um, and just remember, if you are listening, and you feel that you're not gay, you're wrong. Because if you read comics. Well, then that makes you (gasps) queer. Bye. Bye.